You are listening to The Literacy Dive, a podcast for teachers who want to take a deeper dive into all things reading and writing. Learn teacher tips and actionable step-by-step strategies to help you grow as an educator. With a passion for literacy and supporting teachers, here's your host, Megan Polk from Miss P's Style. Welcome to another episode of The Literacy Dive. And today we are going to be talking about tips that are going to help us become more effective writing teachers, and it's going to help our students to become more effective writers. Now, I'm solely thinking back to my history of being a writing teacher, and I've told you before in my introduction that my favorite subject is actually math, and it was math for a reason. Now, I don't feel like I did not have what it took to become a good writer. I definitely think that I possessed all the skills that I needed to become a great writer. But for some reason, I just wasn't a good writer. And I really think that this is because as I was growing up and transitioning into different schools, that the instruction wasn't there. Maybe the instruction was there in that school, but because I wasn't at that school, I missed out on it. And so when I did arrive to that grade in that school, in that state, they had already gone through it. And so all the other students were ahead and ready to go, and I was still left behind. And so I really feel like there's something important about the structure of writing and ensuring that we are properly learning the whys, the ins and the outs, and that is what helps students to become great writers. So I really think that my passion with this comes from the fact that I was my students and I'm having to remember my childhood and what it was like when I came to school and it was suddenly time for writing. I had to remember the anxiety that I felt the, the feelings that I felt. I was just, I just didn't like it. And so there are a couple of things that I started implementing with thinking about those students in mind. And that is what I want to talk about today. So my big overarching theme is that it is important to practice what you preach. Now we have heard this before in so many settings about practicing what you preach. But this is so true and real, especially for writing, which is if you say that you're going to do something or if you say that something is expected or if you say that writers must do X, Y, Z and you are not doing them or you are not following up to ensure that those things are done, then students are going to quickly realize that and they're going to not perform like you're wanting them to perform. How many times have students pretty much called our bluff? We would say, the next student that says this, we are not going outside. And someone says something. And then you say, okay, the next person that says it, we are not going to, we're going to lose five minutes off of recess. And then somebody else talks. And then you keep pushing it back. I kind of feel like this happens with writing or other subjects as well, but especially for writing. When we are knowing that there are certain uh, processes and and protocols in place, those are like non-negotiables. We have to do 
those items. And so I have a couple of tips that I want to talk about, and it's going to really help you to make this environment conducive for your writers. So my first tip for you is to show up every day excited and enthused. Now, it is important for you to show up excited and enthused, even if you aren't. Because let's be real, a lot of teachers probably don't enjoy writing. It's difficult. It's tricky. Like all it's there's so much to it and the kids come in your classroom and they're all on these different these different levels and they're not all in the same place where when you're teaching one strategy everyone's doing it. No, that is so far from our reality. But you have to show up excited and you have to show up enthused in order to get your students on board with their excitement and with their enthusiasm for writing. So what that looks like is the second that whatever you're doing before the writing block begins, the second that that ends, you make it this big grandiose scene. Guess what, you all? Right now, it is one of my favorite parts of the day. We are about to start Writer's Workshop. I know, there is so much that you are going to learn today and I cannot wait to teach it to you. It is as simple as making the start to this block exciting and riveting and your students are going to start feeling your energy that way. And so I want to encourage you to start your block by showing up every single day excited and enthused. The key word in that first tip is every day. I know that sometimes if we don't enjoy doing something, it is so easy to skip that part of the day or to shave off a portion of that time. But no, this block of writing time has to happen consistently. And whatever that looks like for you, in my experience of teaching over 15 years, I was required to do writing every day. So that's what I'm speaking on from my experience. But whatever your reality is, whatever your expectation is from your school district or your school is what you need to do. And so every single day, show up excited, show up enthused, put on a little show, and your students are gonna give you that energy back and it's going to be the best time ever. The second tip that I have for you is to take your time and model all key parts. We know that a real author doesn't write their whole entire book in 15 minutes. They do not get their ideas, generate a topic, throw it on paper and say, I'm done. No. So you have to model this for your students because unfortunately, they probably don't know the life of an author and what an author has to actually go through to get their book from their head to paper in front of an audience. You have to show this to them. And so this is important for you to take your time. And this might look like for your mini lesson, you're only adding two to three new, really, really important great sentences to your writing because you're showing them how important it is to put the time and effort into their work, into that craft. So you're going to take your time 
whatever this looks like for you. And this is also important because for our students, we know that they're working at different paces and they're working um, at different speeds. And so that just also allows us to protect those students who do need more time. It allows them to know it's okay if you only get six sentences on your paper in this block. That is okay if those six sentences are your best work. And so I love this level of protection that it gives to our students when we can model taking time and when we can make sure that we're going through all of the big key parts of the writing process. Showing what it looks like to brainstorm. Showing what it looks like to draft. Showing what it looks like to revise and edit our work before we get to the publishing stage. So all of these key parts and components into um, your writing block are super important and it is okay to take your time. I rarely, actually, I'm not going to say rarely, in the beginning, I did get through a writing composition in a day or two. And that's because I didn't take my time. And no wonder when my kids turned in their work, it was horrible. And honestly, it is not because of their potential of not being good writers. It is not because they are not skilled and crafted and can't do it. It is solely because of my instruction. I did not model it properly. I did not hold them accountable. And I didn't even really teach them the in-depth key parts to writing. So this part is huge. Take your time, model all key parts, and you can hold your students accountable while allowing them to feel accepted and safe and that they are equipped to do this work. That brings me into my third tip for you, which is to be consistent with your routines and your expectations. So now that we're showing up every day and we're excited, we're pumped up, we're ready to write, and we're gonna take our time and I'm gonna show you every single step of the way so that you can watch me and try it yourself. So now that I'm doing those things, it's time for me to be consistent. And that means not just showing up every day, but making sure that I'm doing that work, that I'm showing what it is that I'm saying, that I'm practicing what I'm preaching. And this is the same with expectations. So whatever it is that I'm expecting them to do, Maybe it is my expectation that they are going to generate a list of topics and ideas. Well, then I have to show them how to do it. And if that's something that I want them to do at the beginning of any time they are faced with a new blank slate of a composition, then I'm going to have to go through that step and show them that I'm generating my ideas before I'm choosing one to start writing about. So consistency is key, and that is with implementing all of the key parts, and that is also with the routine of your writing. And what I mean by the routine and expectations within writing is not only just the writing process steps, but also the conferring time, you having a conference with students. That is a part of my writing block. I will tell them when I'm launching Writer's Workshop that there are going to be times when they will meet with me 
on a one-on-one or a small group, and we are going to really dive in and look at the writing that they've done, and we're going to see together what we can do to improve it. And so if I'm telling them that this is a part of the writing block, which is the conferencing piece that we are going to work together, then I have to follow through with that. And I'm only speaking to you right now from my own experience of not doing that from time to time. When I first started teaching writing, I was just having successful feelings because they put words on a piece of paper. But when I didn't show up and have conferences like I said I was, I started to see my students losing their motivation for finishing the tasks. They were losing their ability to want to perform and show me what they could do because they knew that we weren't going to meet and that I probably was not going to check in. So when you're saying that you're going to do that, it is so important within your routine to make the time to meet with students and that is going to hold them accountable. They're now going to say, oh my goodness, I know Miss Polk is going to come over here probably today or tomorrow, and the last time she left me, I was revising this paragraph. And so I want to show her that I've revised this paragraph so that when she meets with me, I can show her my hard work and then we can move on maybe to editing. So this is a real thing and students really do feel this way and they and they sound like this. And so being consistent and establishing your routines and sticking with them is the best thing that you can do with your writers. The final tip that I want to share for this um, for this episode is our personal expectations. I think a lot of the time that we are not seeing what we want to see in our students is because we want our students to be doing exactly what we're doing. Like I said a little bit ago, I was teaching writing as if they all came in on the same level and I was going to teach this one skill and they were going to go and implement it and boom, done. It's great. That is so far from reality. And so honestly, as teachers, we have to lower our expectations of what it is we want our students to do. Now, this does not mean to have zero expectations. You absolutely must have expectations. You have to have expectations because that is how we grow and that's how we hold students accountable. But when you're lowering it, that's allowing you to say, you know what, I'm going to focus on the growth piece and not the perfectionism. I know that a lot of teachers might be perfectionist and Student writing is so far from that. My own writing was so far from that. And so when we can lower our expectations, it really not only helps the students to feel comfortable and empowered and willing to try something that they've never tried before, like using a thesaurus or like revising the order of a sentence or maybe including a powerful conclusion, All of these things to kids might be a little bit scary because they have to try them. And so we definitely want to put them in a place of empowerment. And when we can lower our expectations and allow them to write and find the enjoyment and the excitement in it without criticizing everything or marking everything wrong or fixing everything, 
It is really going to be a pivotal moment for you as the teacher and for them on the receiving end as the student writer. Now, I've shared a little bit about my history with you in little snippets here and there when it comes to learning writing as a student and teaching writing as a new teacher. And I think that sharing your story with your students, your writing journey, is really, really powerful. I have always shared my writing journey with my students and they cannot believe it because now my students feel like I'm the apple of their eye. They think that I am this professional writer that should have a million books out and all of the kids would love to read it because my stories are so engaging and they love my writing. But when I tell them that I actually started the complete opposite, where I could barely get sentences down and they weren't in order, and actually that I didn't even like writing, you, should Im- you can imagine what their faces looked like. They were in complete awe. They didn't believe me. So if you have a story or a journey that you can share with your students, no matter what it is within your writing career, It is a very powerful piece for them to hear and to see where you are now. And it gives them something to strive to and something that they can connect to. Well, I'm really not a great writer now or not yet, or I really hate writing, but maybe, maybe it's just because I never really learned how to do it. So I'm going to try it like my teacher. So I would really encourage you to take a few minutes to stop and think about your journey as a writer, what it looked like when you were younger, what it looked like when you were in middle school, high school, college, what it looked like anytime you were writing for any particular reason, and share those experiences with your students. You cannot teach a student to be passionate about writing when you are not passionate about it yourself. You have to take part in that passion and you have to over deliver it in order to get them to feel what you feel and to come on board with you. I have had quite the diverse classroom. My writers have done amazing things over the years, but they always didn't start off that way. And so I can guarantee you that my most stubborn writers, the ones that never wanted to put something on paper, the ones that never had an idea, ended up being some of my strongest writers. So your energy is contagious. They will love what you love. Share your struggles, share your joy, and make this writing time enjoyable for everybody. So you are going to show up every day excited and enthusiastic, ready to write. You're going to take your time. You're going to model all of the key parts in the process that you are wanting them to also follow. You are going to be consistent with your routines and with your expectations, and you're going to follow through on the things you say you're going to do. And the tough one, but the one that's most needed is we are going to lower our expectations. You are going to lower your expectations, meet your writers where they are, celebrate 
the small successes and grow your writers day by day. You are going to for sure see an increased motivation for writing and you will see growth over time, I guarantee you. So do not give up, keep up the great, fantastic work. Thank you for listening to The Literacy Dive. If you would like to connect with Megan, you can find her on Instagram at Miss Peace Style. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes of The Literacy Dive. Until next time.